0: how's it going ladies and gentlemen my name is reagan harold that man is taylor thomas and taylor in a weekend where we knew there would be some nai history but you know there weren't weren't a ton of top tier matchups the way we've seen from early on on the year so of course nai softball just decided to drop one, one of the more crazy and historical weekends we've had so far since starting the podcast
1: uh yeah and really across the country we kind of saw that but um more so in the Sooner State here in, in Oklahoma with, you know, the the greatest collegiate softball coach of all time now at, at nope. this point. He can say that. Uh, coach Phil McSpadden, in his 36th year, he uh, broke Mike Candrea, who's the Arizona great, um, the all-time record for wins in collegiate softball history with the uh, doubleheader sweep over MacU. He is now stands at 1,860 wins for his career. He's won 81% of his games. And uh and Oklahoma City's the really the true blue blood in the sport. And with Coach Phil McSpadden, I mean, it was an incredible moment. I mean, for not only for NAI softball, but softball friends at every level around the world.
0: You know, and there there's just certain things that feel right. You know, uh, you know, Coach McSpadden is a legend of the game. I mean, no doubt about it. You look at the runs that he's gone on over the years for the Oklahoma City stars and I mean, it's kind of crazy. You and you and I are babies in the world of NAI softball. I mean, you you are a little bit older than I am, but still being able to see this, I think n- no matter if you know very little about NAI softball or if you are a, a historian on it, you realize just how big of a deal this is. And hey, it's great for our sport. You know, uh, I don't know if we'll hear it on many national media uh talk shows or anything like that, but it it it, it is crazy to see. I mean, we think about almost 2,000 wins over a 36-year career, it, it truly is something special. And, I mean, just, just congratulations to Coach and, and the entire Stars program, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's built it into the best collegiate football program in the entire country at any level, honestly. I mean, Mike Candrea, and I was telling you this, Mike Candrea and um, – had his record in, in 40 seasons and uh mcspadden just broke that record in, in 36 of course we saw kendrea retire earlier um from arizona in 2022 and uh mcspadden um he doesn't he he just keeps doing it honestly like yep. uh we talked about the 11 national titles i mean winning 81 percent of your games that is that is almost unheard of that is a true like it's dominant. Sir Pat, Dynasty really isn't the the right word for it. I would say, like, it's just a continued dominance over, over uh, almost a forty year stretch. And I mean, they're they're the dominant program in one of the, one of the best conferences in the country. Um, of course, with them and um, Science and Arts just being up there in the top five every year. And Mick Spadden's done it again. I mean, in that game too, Shelby Cornelson and Lexi Duff just dominated once again, like they do. Uh, one of the best duos up up there in the country um, on in the circle. And, yeah, I mean, McFadden continues to do it, and we really need to appreciate greatness for what it is while we still have it.
0: Yeah, and you could have rolled out anybody. You probably could have uh, rolled out who's going to be on the first team, all-American all team minus the uh, the Oklahoma City Stars that will be on that first team list. And it would not have mattered. I think they, they were going to win that game this weekend. I think the girls realized what was on the table and how you know big of a deal, and th- there was no way they were losing this weekend, man.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And even in a moment like that, I mean, you got to give credit to Macu as well. Um, with them being uh, two close ball games, um, four to nothing, and then or excuse me, five to nothing, and then four to one. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, they were the the team was determined for sure, and um, obviously, Coach McSpadden wouldn't wouldn't really make it known that that was on his mind. Um, but, but the girls definitely knew that and the girls knew that they were playing for something bigger and, uh, they, they can say they play They're playing for the goat. And that's, that's the title that not many people have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My friend, I mean, congrats to them. And I'm going to tell you jobs not finished for them. I mean, I'm sure they're very happy and they're celebrating, but they know what's on the table. They want to go back to back again. They, they, They want to get back in that status.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Obviously I mean with with a coach like that, I mean it's it's pretty easy to recruit your, the talented players that he's had over the years with the resume he has and um, there it's it's no difference this year. I mean losing losing a little bit of leadership that they had last year in the World Series being the national champions. I mean you, they still retire a lot obviously and we've talked about that with with Mason and then Shelby Cornelson and Lexi Duff and uh, and Tiffany Paul. I mean just the the wizard with the glove is short. Uh, Carmen Garvey, who they call young gravy. Now she went yard this weekend in a huge home run. I mean that they're, they're back there. It's going to be this every, it's going to be this every year as long as coach McSpadden's there and really once again, I mean, it's, it's true greatness.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. We, we've all, I, I've conceded uh, that – I I played around with you a little bit uh, earlier in the year, but Oklahoma truly is the mecca of college softball, and NAI softball is no different from that. And it just showed this weekend, my friend, that was not the only history that was written, was it, in the Sooner State?
1: Uh, that is that is correct. Uh, about 45
0: minutes uh, southwest, uh, their, their,
1: their conference rival, USAO, uh, the number six team in the or the number eight team in the country. Uh, outfielder Mackenzie Ruth um, s- stole her uh, seven stolen bases in the uh, the Friday win, twelve to three, over Southwestern Christian. They got the conference sweep, of course, in that four games. Um, but they, as a team, they stole nineteen stolen bases in a twelve to three win. Once again, five innings, nineteen stolen bases. Mackenzie um, Ruth, of course, uh, breaking the hundred career steals mark. At USAO, she's only the second player in program history to do that, which is, I mean, it's one of the best programs in the country, so that just holds a lot of extra weight, honestly. Seven steals in the game, I believe, is second all time in a game, and then Malia McMurtry, uh, of course, added a total of nineteen with five herself, which I believe was fourth all time in NAI history in a game. Uh, the, the Drovers, uh, the Drovers saw the stars making history, and uh, they. They knew they had to keep up, so they just went ahead and did this. And one, like, to reiterate, they did this in five innings. It wasn't a full seven-inning game. It was a run-rule win. Run.
0: So that part I actually did not know about, but that – and it's USAO, so not exactly uh, overly surprising. Taylor, there is another team that uh, is, well, quite known for stealing uh, bases as well that had a pretty good weekend down in my neck of the woods.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear about it.
0: All right, well, as y'all know, I was there all weekend for all three games for the Southeastern Weber series. You know, that's obviously the two schools I, I know the best, uh, and they're back. They they are fine. Uh, no longer look at the Southeastern Fires record. They are not the same team from the beginning of the year. It was almost perfect softball for 21 innings. It was total dominance. And, and, hey, I mean, th- th- this is my school I'm talking to. This is Weber that I'm talking about. Southeastern dominated them. And I knew – I had a feeling it was go- – Southeastern was probably going to win the series, maybe even sweep. However, when Haley Harrell stepped to the plate and her first time back playing the Warriors since walking them off in Columbus and hit a two-run shot over the center field fence, I was like – This could be a long weekend for Coach Buck and company, and indeed it was. They stole bases. Uh, I I think they stole something around 15 bases over the weekend. None of the games were very close. I mean, they were all six-run wins, I believe. There may have been uh, one five-run, but, yeah, they were fairly dominant wins. None of them uh, were run rules or anything, but Claire Seconder and Autumn Hunter were shut down in – in the circle, they shut down the warrior lineup. They were smart on the bases. They took advantage of opportunities. They were able to get out of many bases loaded jams. I mean, Weber was able to get hits, particularly on Autumn Hunter, and this is what uh, Hunter does so well. Uh, she gets in these tough situations. That's why you know, say, uh, look at look at game one. Claire goes, I believe, four and two thirds innings, and then. Or five and two thirds innings. And then uh Coach Watkins calls on Autumn Hunter to come and shut him down. She autumn she elevates her game in these pressure situations. Claire's no different. The entire lineup's no different. They have the veteran, they are the perfect mix right now of veteran leadership with Haley Harrell, Erica Stall, and Jamie Mead, and young talent with uh who I think could could be one of the best third base gloves that uh it, this year in NAI softball with Claire's cousin and Lauren's second year. I mean, you, I'm sure you saw uh, many people saw on the Twitter, the double play she was able to turn. There were two or three times where, you know, there were good bunts or soft hits that caused uh, the, cause the third baseman, the freshman third baseman to make some good plays. And she did. And, yeah, they're back. They're back. I think they're about to run through the Sun Conference. I think the only team that might be able to stop them is Coastal Georgia. They're gonna have their momentum back. Their pitching is back. They I don't they didn't have an error. They were pretty much perfect. They they're back. I mean, simple as that, dude.
1: Yeah, they uh they looked like um the preseason number four team in the country in the, the national semifinalist that we saw last year. And like you said, Haley Harrell just uh she did it again to the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, she she really has their number, it it seems, and of course with with Stall and, and Meade and then second year at the hot corner. I mean, the, a freshman at the hot corner that that says that says a lot in the confidence that not only the coach Kayla Watkins has in her, but the, the entire team and the entire program as well. And uh, she's held her own right there. And that was a big conference series. I mean, Weber hasn't had the best start to the season, of course uh but like we said that's still those are still two world series teams from uh the previous year and they're they're rivals yeah, and, they're, they're uh, they, still... they, yeah they dominated they dominated i mean southeastern getting the conference play um obviously coastal georgia um could give this in trouble just with the talent that they have but i mean you have to think southeastern is the favorite just based off of their showing this past weekend
0: yeah i mean uh we don't need to go into details on uh sun conference and all that but yeah i I think the sun conference overall is down uh this year It showed in the new rankings i mean the three top 25 teams all dropped pretty significantly um i mean uh weber dropped out southeastern dropped 12 spots and i'll go ahead we we talked on the phone about this i'd be willing to bet money 16 is the lowest we see the fire for the rest of this year
1: yeah absolutely i think um obviously loading your schedule or your non-conference schedule with top 10, top 15 opponents is only going to serve you well down the road in the postseason. season. And uh, it's not like they were getting blown out in those games either. I mean, they were just a couple of pitches away, ball didn't roll their a couple of timely hits, and they probably have a few wins on their resume that are losses right as of now. Um, but yeah, no, like I think, I think Southeastern is only going to continue to climb in the rankings um, as they stack wins, continue to gel as a team and just, just get better throughout the season.
0: Well, my friend, as you said, climbing the rankings, there were plenty of teams that climbed the rankings in the new polls and quite a few of them impressed and showed why. I think where we have to start, the big upset of the weekend in the Bluegrass State with the Cumberland Patriots doubleheader sweep. Are you able to – they were really the first teams this year to kind of be able to light up that golf and butts duo. I mean, you you, you watched it uh, on the live stream. You kept up with a little, little bit more than uh, I was able to. What what were you uh, – what did you see from the Patriots, and are they one of these top teams that you know, could find themselves in Columbus this year? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And this is really the stretch that they're going to have in the Mid-South Conference uh, to show – to the national committee that they are a top 10 team like they think they are and I, I i do believe that they will eventually be ranked at some point probably stick in the top 10 should they get a few wins together here of course they have the uh the big midweek matchup coming up tuesday with uh, with tennessee wesleyan and then obviously getting into conference play going to take on free hardman but uh this past weekend against mobile uh started that stretch like i said the number one team in the country. And uh, they stayed down there in Mobile and 5-2 uh, to two win and then a 6-3 to three win in the second game. And Morgan Radford in the second game uh, went five innings with two earned runs against the number one team in the nation, also had the RBI triple uh, in game two, helped her own cause. And then Carly Oliver just came up clutch all week, or all day, excuse me, with uh, go-ahead RBIs late in both of those games uh, to kind of put, them, put the Rams away. And then... I mean, Tally Burgess, too, as well. She leads the nation in saves right now with three. She got a big save with two scoreless innings there in game one as well. And, yeah, the, the Patriots Patriots
0: are, are here to stay. They they made a statement. We saw the tweet, statement made, and uh, that is that was no lie. You know, a statement made, that's a, probably a little bit of an understatement. Uh, you know, one more one more name uh from the from the from the day not the weekend you got me saying it there. Uh, mackenzie keats as well she had four rbis over the two games against the rams and if i'm mobile i'm not worried like eventually you are going to drop some i still think they are a top two to three team however i mean once again we if we've said it once we've said a hundred times man it is the parody it's the parody for me dude i mean that it it's different this year at least from 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 my point of view, and of course, I'm I'm gonna hype hype this season up as much as we can. But it is crazy, man. Every week we've had upsets, and you know this is one of the bigger ones.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and obviously, I mean, Cumberland's isn't a slouch by any stretch of no, the imagination. No, no, no. I mean, they're the, they're the 13th ranked team in the country in 21 and two now. Um, yeah. But this really was their first, like we like they said, the the first statement win. I mean, going a double header sweep on the road against the number one team in the country in their own backyard and uh, both both three, one, three run wins. I mean, this was, this is a a great showing and they're going to have plenty more opportunities, like I said, to, uh, to do that as well. So I don't, don't be surprised if mobile uh, March 22nd, when the new rankings come out is is a top 10 team, should they pick up a few more wins?
0: Yeah, we've, we've talked about a ton of great arms one that we haven't really talked about I mean I believe you've said her name earlier but we haven't talked about previous episodes Morgan Radford's got a 0.6 er 0.68 era right now I mean the Cookville Tennessee uh native I mean she she's killing it and as you know you get a couple of good pitchers you can you can do a lot in the world of college softball
1: yeah absolutely and I think they have three um I think they have three yeah. that they can deploy out there on any given day against anyone in the country and really like their chances. I mean, this is a really good team. And uh, obviously, they, um, the coaching duo over there just both picked up their 150th win. Um, they're really building something special over there. And uh, look out for the Patriots this year. This is a team that I really would not want to see if I'm an opening round host this year.
0: Absolutely not. You know, something I realized this weekend, uh, watching the Southeastern Weber games, I was like, you know, I'm just – we are, you and I are genuinely just fans. Like we, we fanboy out all, all the time. And an example the other night when uh, you and I were on the phone, I was over at my friend's house. Uh, shout out uh, Cam and Rocky. And we got talking about two of our favorite uh, pitchers right now, or two of our favorite NAI softball players, and Kira Baker and Annalise Wood. And we were talk, talking about what they had done up to the season. And of course, they decided just to add on to that with Kira Baker's two. Two no-hitters. And Annalise Wood, she throws her second perfect game. Um, Taylor, I believe the player, I believe the pitcher of the week uh, deal up to you. I will leave that decision up to you. I I, I really don't know. I really feel like we might just have to be on a once-you-win-it-once-we-have-to-move-on basis because if not, it might just be a coin flip between these two for a lot of weeks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Annalise Wood with the, the 11K perfect game. And then Kira Baker with the two no hitters, both having 15 Ks in those in those outings. I mean, she's she's on a tear. That I mean, if she continues this, I mean, it's it's going to be one of the best seasons I believe that we'll see in in NAI softball history from a pitcher. I mean, she's she's she struck out over 12 at least 12 batters in her last six starts. Yeah, and man. the only she's only given up one run all year. I mean, she somehow continues to lower her her minuscule ERA that she currently
0: has. Okay. I got it pull, pulled up here. Here we go. All right, folks, here's your season stats for Kira Baker and Analyst Wood. As you know, we don't like just reading all stats, but we do, we do enjoy good content. And I think blowing y'all's minds might, uh, might be considered good content. So Kira Baker, freshman, the, the freshman, the 18 year old who, um, we could be hearing from very, very soon. I'm not going to spoil, uh, too much, but yeah. Um, Kier Baker, she is eleven and zero with a with a 0.11 ERA, and in sixty six and a third innings pitch, she has struck out one hundred forty one athletes and only walked eighteen. Hey, we look at Annalise Wood, and I mean to, to, compared compare to compare to this. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean eight and one with sixty two and two thirds innings, a .34 ERA, one hundred thirteen strikeouts, and two walks. My friend, this is uh, it, all right. it's a podcast, so we have to say words. But I truly, I'm at a loss, loss for words for these two at this point.
1: Yeah, this is. I mean, if you're if you're an MLB fan, this is this is the 2015 NL Cy Young race um, with you know Jake Arrieta, Greenkey, and uh, and Clayton Kershaw. Uh, but these two right here, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about two pitchers that. Potentially could have a sub 0.5
0: ERA, like really. There are going to be a couple of pitchers this year who are going to have years that most years are first team All-American. And they may not be All-Americans this year. Maybe honorable mentions. It's happening. Like that's going to happen. We are going to have, I believe, eight to ten pitchers be able to put a pretty good case for first team all-american up right now i think we're, we're going to look up at the end of the year and we're, we're going to have that
1: yeah absolutely i mean you mentioned morgan radford earlier with with the 0.6 era and then baker i mean like we said she 0.10 era woods got a 0.34 um, ali puente of course out of hope international has a 0.78 um, britney adair um, has a 0.44 era and then I mean, Sophie Williams and Abby Gregory continuing to dominate. I mean, Sophie Williams pushing her ERA under two this past weekend against SCU. Um, that's only just declining and as she's getting better throughout the season. Uh, like you said, I mean, we could go 10 like ten deep here, and uh, every one of these top 10, at least right now, could have a case, like you said, to make the first-team All-American team. And someone's going to get left out. I I'm glad I am not on the All-American committee because I don't know how they're going to
0: decide this maybe Kira Baker just makes it unbelievably easy um and this just ha- just continues with this and keeps her ERA at uh sub 1.5 is, is that sustainable i don't know however i mean 11 games is not a bad sample size i mean she's got then like they, they face good teams but they got some good lineups coming up i mean uh you know CMU uh, obviously Grandview but i don't think like if you if you set the under over at point Three five, I'd probably take take the under for end of season ERA at least before we get into conference play, or I'm sorry, a uh, uh, postseason tournament play. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, I, I can't remember the exact number of innings streak she's on, uh, giving up no runs, but it's 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 crazy. I mean, like we said, she's thrown seventy three innings this year, giving up one earned. I mean, that's that's incredible. And like we, she is a freshman doing this, so she she only has. I mean, you would assume room to improve. I don't know. She's going to be setting the bar pretty high this year. Uh, her freshman year. Uh, but Baker, is uh, we we saw them get ranked 10th uh, in the country, and I think a lot of people around the nation were like, hmm, really? And when you look at it, I mean, they, their resume is impressive. They've beaten USAO. They've beaten Oklahoma Wesleyan. Uh, they have the Hart Conference coming up. Their only two losses are to Oklahoma City, the number six ranked team in the country, and the defending champs in the first game of the year. And then uh, Texarkana, who is ranked fourth in the country and 17-0 and right now.
0: And I'm going to go ahead and put out a wild guess and say Kira Baker was not pitching those two games. That is correct. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, too. All right. Um, you ready to move on to uh, what we got this week? Because, good Lord, have mercy, we have got some matchups this week, my friend. Yeah, like, uh, we can talk about the pitching and how good that is, but uh, the matchups
1: the matchups we got are, are right up there with it as far as content goes. I mean, this conference play is here. I mean, it's starting – really t- this Tuesday, but uh, this week in general. I mean, it's going to be – you're going to have rivalries. You're going to have teams that know each other really well going at a lot of passion and a lot of energy.
0: I think we can start with the one that I'm interested to see for you because you have been very high on the Northwestern Red Raiders, and they take on Grandview in a four-game set this weekend. What are you looking for? What do you, you think? Because I, I, I have a feeling on how this one will go. I just want to hear it from you first yeah
1: uh grandview as we saw um ranked 14th in the country started that preseason number 11 uh they that like you said that weber loss kind of looks a little shaky right now but once again it was early and this northwestern team was undefeated coming into this past week uh dropped that uh dropped two games but they're ranked 17th in the country uh, I believe they're 19 and two right now and they just took down the new newly ranked number two Indiana Wesleyan Wildcats five to four in that in that eighth inning extra inning game down there in Arizona and this this four game set is going to start like this this could be once again another potential opening round matchup these two teams are ranked very close together I think Cameron Etherington um you mentioned we mentioned pitching Cameron Etherington has got to be up there not only on the pitching side but with her bat as well. Um, she's she's also got two saves in the season. They deploy her whenever they want. And uh, if the Northwestern Red Raiders can take the series, take three or four here, um, this they're they're gonna be greatly appreciated in the rank the next rankings come out. they're They're gonna make a statement here that they have a chance to.
0: I agree. I am so where I'm at right now, I think this will probably be it's not gonna be a sweep either way. No, I don't think either team comes in and wins all four. I think it will be two and two. However, if I if you made me pick, I do think Northwestern makes a big statement this weekend. I think they can take three or four. Though like you talked about earlier, Cumberland's having three pitchers that that are, that will be able to carry them throughout conference play and throughout the regular season. How about the Red Raiders? You mentioned uh, Cameron, but Ellie Jacobson and uh, Kate Crowlett—they're not having uh, half bad seasons as well. Both with sub one point five ERAs. I mean, if you have if you have one. Uh, sub one five ERA arm you can do you, you can have a good year if you have two you can have a great year if you have three you can win a World Series and it looks like Northwestern has that and this will be a really good test against you know that, that Abby Sutton leading that lineup for the Vikings um, Coach Lou I know they're gonna be ready to go it's gonna be a good good test for you know both teams you know Grandview good start to the year but like you said that Weber lost and it, it was tough and they they felt it in the polls and this is a good way for them to answer back and get get a good punch back and take three or four i think this is going to be four really good games and we're going to be really excited to watch this midwestern matchup this weekend
1: yeah and, and state rivals too even though despite you know being in different conferences um but like we said i mean Grandview's coming in at 13 and 3 and the Northwestern's coming in at i believe 19 and 2 only dropping those two games but this is like this is a real state chance to make a statement for both programs here. Um, obviously, if you if you win this series, if you take three or four, you this is a huge statement series win that you can put on your resume, uh, come tournament time. And this is going to be arguably one of the most exciting series that we'll have, uh, this weekend.
0: I, I agree. I think there will be relatively low scoring games, but I think they'll be close. I think all the games will be somewhere in that. Five, three, four, two, something like that area. Be yeah, it's going to be a really good series. Moving on though, we got. Whew, I think this is the series I'm most excited about. Cumberland's taking on Freed Hardman, Mid South, arguably the best conference in, or uh, one of the best conferences in NAI softball. Two heavyweights going at it. It. Whew, I, I think this is the best pitching matchup in mean, Cumberland's versus Freed Hardman. This pitching matchup is going to be something special. We got a little Kentucky versus Tennessee. Robbery going as well.
1: Yeah, and, uh, the Patriots are they have it in Kentucky as well. I mean, Fried started out in the, the Mid South Conference play with a team like Fried Hardman that's ranked third in the nation right now. Um, number three, and number thirteen. Uh, if we had a College Game Day for softball, it would be the it would be there in Kentucky. Uh, this is going to be a an insane matchup to watch all three games. Uh, Brittany A. Dairy we mentioned, and then and then Radford and Burgess, and then Carly, Carly Oliver um, in the lineup. I mean, this this is going to be arguably one of the best ones we see all year in any conference, really, for that matter. And if Cumberland's Cumberland's is hot right now, they obviously just took down number one. Uh, they have a chance to take down Tennessee Wesleyan on Tuesday, and then coming in and taking on the third ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. If they if they can win this week, if they can uh, break even this week, I mean this. This team is this team is going to be really high up in the rankings.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see uh you know, so, someone who I've had my eye on so far this year, a sophomore that's played played for the Lady Lions last year, but has really taken a step up and to topped that lineup with an average of over 400. Madeline Crab, the outfielder uh, for fried Hardman, she has been able to step up and you know sc- score a lot of runs. Uh, she's sitting at a, uh, I think around ten so run anyways uh, I mean, we know about the power bats with Kennedy Harris and company with with the Lions but of course the the main part of this team is that one two duo in the circle of Adair and uh Chloe Winters I think for this series Taylor I think Cumberlands might come back to Earth just a little bit I think they are able to get one I do like Fried Hardman in this series I think it's going to be uh like we said, when we've gotten to the point where there's not going to be too many uh, blowouts with uh, the games that, that we're, we're talking about. However, I do think Freed Hardman might just be in a little bit different. I think they are a little bit uh, better. However, I would have said the same thing about Mobile before the Cumberland series, and we saw how that one went. So th- for me, this is whoever wins this series, they move up a step or they solidify themselves. What I mean by that? If Freed Hardman goes and sweeps or wins two or three, and I lean two or three, I don't think there's a sweep either way in this series. I think they move up into, okay, they're a title they, to can title contender to really a title favorite, especially after we saw Cumberland's what they did to Mobile, who many people say is the best team right now in NAI softball, which is a very fair thing to say. And then on the other side of the coin, if Cumberland's goes and wins two or three or sweeps, Fried Hardman, they, in my opinion, I'm sure in yours and across the country, they go from, oh, this is good, a good upset here, a great, oh, they had a good, good time in uh, Gulf Shores. Oh, they just beat Mobile. They take two or three from Fried Hardman. It's time to really take a look at the Patriots as a team that can bring home the red banner this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you win this series and you're Cumberlands, I mean, you're, you're thinking about you might be a host in the opening round, much less have to travel anywhere. With, with resume wins like that, uh, like we said, just the just the gauntlet of a week right here. But it's it's it it's time to prove yourself, and you already have with Mobile on the road, Tennessee Wesleyan, and then three games of Freed Hardman. These four this four game stretch for the Patriots is going to be huge. And I think this is this is it has to be the series of the of the week in the NAI and mm-hmm. softball uh, right here. Of course, just with Cumberland's being playing the great brand of that they are at, at the moment, and then obviously Freed Hardman, with many believe. Uh, to be right there in the in the championship series, much uh, much less Columbus. I think that's that's pretty set in stone in everyone's mind that the, the Lady Lions are going to be there. Yeah. But um, this, yeah, well, unless they you like
0: upset, because yeah, I mean we know anything can happen in May. I mean anything can happen in May. But yeah, I'd be pretty surprised to not not be seeing uh, Coach Humphrey and his team up, up in Columbus this year, or I should say down in Columbus for uh, for them.
1: Yeah, if you're a fan of pitching, this is the series you want to watch, no question about it. And and I think I obviously if you're a softball fan in general, I mean if you like if you like watching the women's college world series and postseason softball like I do, I mean this is this is going to be right up there with it. This is going to be intense. This is a conference rivalry right here and this is really a chance to uh to make a statement and uh, take the lead in the conference play.
0: Yeah, and I tell you another team uh, similar to Cumberland's that has really come on a team that I think we all thought would be opening round, but now looks like a team that could very well be a Columbus team this year. Haven't they, they're sixteen and two? And team we're talking about, Middle Georgia Knights. They're sixteen and two. They have some good wins. They blew out Truett McConnell and uh, their and Truett McConnell's first uh, couple of games. They won two very close games against Georgia Winnett. The Middle Georgia Knights. This is interesting for them. I think they are a team that we have. They're a team that we, you and I, we have not talked about enough, in in, in my opinion. However, they have four games, and if they win three of them, it's time to start uh, talking about the Knights a lot. They have the two against William Carey. Uh, they're they're a team. their opening round wouldn't be surprised to see them in Columbus, and then the Mobile Rams, This Middle G- Georgia team. <laughs> you talk about potential host. If the two wins over Gwinnett, if they're able to get three wins over these next four, there's a very good chance that Middle Georgia is going to be a host this year, which is kind of crazy to think about. But with those wins, and I'm sure they'll jump up in the new rankings if, big if, because I don't know if that happens. I do think straight up, I think Mobile, Mobile will go and handle them. uh, Not fairly easily, but I do think Mobile bounces back after Cumberland's with a big win over middle Georgia I'll be really interested in that William Carey because I mean this is a week where we see we see um is middle Georgia a 16 and 2 that got lucky uh, in a couple games against Georgia Gwinnett and has gotten by with with with, uh not so great scheduling or is it time to really start thinking the Knights as a team that could do something in this postseason
1: yeah absolutely I mean this is Obviously, Middle Georgia's is ranked 22nd, and then William Carey we we see ranked 15th here uh, in these these rankings that came out this previous week. And like you said, if this if they get three wins this week, kind of the same deal with Cumberland's or yeah with Cumberland's here. If yeah. they can win this week, if they can have a winning record this week against some of the best competition they'll face all year, we do have to talk start start talking about them as a host if they can continue the run of softball that they're playing right now. I mean, one of the best records in the country, and the rankings reflect that. Uh, they're they. This is a tough stretch, obviously, with you know William Carey and then of the number one team in the country uh, there on Saturday. But if if you can take two or three here, and much less two or three, but if you can win three, I mean, statement made. Just like Cumberland said last week.
0: Yeah, you know, we, we're another Georgia team that has, has entered the the likes of the top top twenty five. I'm sorry, they're uh, they're still out, they're receiving votes. But Truett McConnell, we haven't talked about them in a little bit, but they got a huge series coming up this uh, week. I believe it's a Thursday doubleheader. Is that correct? They play on Thursday against Gwinnett. They play Thursday mm-hmm. against Gwinnett. I think this is, this is big both ways because let's let's talk about Gwinnett real quick. We all know they're extremely good. However, they've dropped games here and there, like the Rio Grande solid team. And you and I both think they're Columbus, they're a Columbus team. I want to look for this to be this old Thursday in the stretch of games where they play middle Georgia and Truett McConnell in state big games. I'm looking for Gwinnett to really make a statement this week, Taylor.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think they know that. I think coach Cat will have them knowing that going into it mm-hmm. um, that that they really haven't been as dominant as, as they would like to be. I think uh, this season, yep. despite despite the 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 season, Annalise Woods putting up in the offense and Alexa Good, uh, they they still have room to improve here. And I they're, they're ranked 11th. It was a little bit surprising. I think that they're going to use that as some motivation because uh, I I think that most people think this is a top 10 team in the country. Obviously, 11th is is one spot off of that. So this is this is a team. If we if they make a statement like I think they will, um, I think that we're going to see them easily in the top 10. But on the other side, uh, if, Truett, if Truett can come in here and steal a game or maybe even possibly win two, I mean, they're obviously going to be ranked in the top 25. I think Truett is going to be really hungry coming in. It's going to be a, a, t- a really good doubleheader to watch uh, to kick off the weekend there on Thursday. Um, and for both squads, it's huge. It's a It's a huge resume builder.
0: Yeah, and like you said, I think Gwinnett's a top ten team, and I think True McConnell's a top twenty-five team. The rankings may not have reflected it, which, by the way, and you know how how I get sometimes with with rankings. If one team's one off, I I might lose my mind. Uh, But I think overall the rankings were good, outside of you know Gwinnett not being top ten. But you know, like we said, they had those little losses um, here and there, and then True McConnell. I I do think they're a top twenty-five team, but. A lot of good matchups, uh, a ton of great pitching. I tell you, I really, really wish I uh, if, if you you could give me w- one spot to be, it'd be in Tennessee this weekend, one hundred percent for that Fried Hardman uh, versus conference. It's, it's at Fried Hardman, right? Or is it at? Ah, uh,
1: no, it's it, it's in Kentucky, actually. In
0: Kentucky. Okay, so I wish I'd be in Kentucky uh, for that matchup between the Lions and the Patriots. But ton of great uh, action. Uh, I think we've touched on the big ones from from this weekend. I'm sure we are. We've missed, uh, one or two, but Taylor, you got anything else you, uh, you, you want to look at, you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh,
1: just my usual weekly message at this point, just, uh, just keep tuning in, uh, to obviously these great matchups that we just previewed this weekend, but really any one of them. I mean, just like we said, we started this to to grow the game here and, uh, really there's, there's nothing like the game of softball, much less NAI softball, just because we really are, it's, it's a small community and, uh, it's a little bit underappreciated on the national scale. And there's a lot of good talent here that we've we've been mentioning every week. Um, once again, Baker Wildcat fans uh obviously tune into every time you can see Kira Baker take the ball. Um, but outside of Kira Baker, of course, I mean, like we said, these these big time weekend games and midweek games, uh, it's it's gonna be awesome to watch. And I I really can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, and you know, Taylor, we're not big on like announcing Things before they happen, but at this point it's pretty set in stone. You know, Coach Goss from Baker is going to be coming on next week, uh, be, be on ne- next week's episode. Maybe Kira, don't know. um We'll see. But I'm really just excited to hear from uh Coach Goss. We had a really good conversation on the phone the other day, uh, just talking about NAI softball. And yeah, you know, of course we, we remember her from uh, the Heart of America interview. So yeah, man, we're really excited. That's another great interview. We don't know. Um, We'll see. We might do a two episode this week where we just post that interview or we might wait till next week. Uh, We'll talk more off air about that. But folks, Taylor, you good? Yeah, absolutely. Once again, I mean, just a a great week yet again in AI softball and going to be another great week here coming up. Absolutely, my friend. Well, thank all of you for tuning in. Like Taylor said, a lot of great AI softball coming up. Y'all take a look. uh, Y'all tune in, of course. Uh, follow the Twitter. The new Twitter handle naisb underscore. We can't just do naisb, unfortunately, but we did move that so it'd be a little bit easier to type in. Um, so yeah, y'all, y'all go check that out. We'll be doing live updates. Uh, whether that's Taylor or I, I'll be uh, pretty busy th- this weekend with Sun Conference stuff, but it'll be live tweets, live updates. Y'all know the deal. Uh, yeah, y'all have a good one, folks.